0: Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday morning podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. Yes, amen indeed. Hallelujah. Uh, you all know a little Hebrew this morning, the word hallelujah. Hallel means praise, and J-A-H is short for Yahweh. Praise to the Lord. This is the time of day that we normally uh, dismiss the children for Children's Church, but they're staying this morning, so why don't we take just a moment, and why don't you get up and greet each other a beautiful and wonderful Happy Easter. Yeah, sit down. He says, (laughs) What a beautiful day to be here. Thank you all for coming to worship with us this morning. On Easter Sunday, the early church, uh, they began to meet each week on the first day of the week because the first day of the week is Easter, is Resurrection Day. Today is also the last day of Passover as well. Uh, The two come together, so happy Easter and blessed Easter to everybody this morning. We're going to, uh, this morning, consider resurrection life, past, present, and future. And as we discuss these things, we're actually going to be looking into Colossians. We saved the passage from Colossians to go with our Easter passages this morning. So We've been studying the book of Colossians together. I just want you to know that the things that we're going to be talking about this morning are things that apply to the family of God, to believers in Jesus Christ, and the blessings that God has given us to the resurrection, past, present, and future. And I want you to know if you're here today and uh, you've never received Christ as your Savior, these can be yours as well. Everything we talk about this morning, the blessings, the resurrection, the power of God, and the promise and the hope that we have, these can be yours as well through simple faith in Christ as your Savior. Christ died on the cross. We gathered on Good Friday and we shared in the remembrance of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. The early church would gather on Saturday for a vigil, and they would, uh, you know, we we've we've gone more in our contemporary Christianity more toward you know Easter early morning service and sunrise the early church gathered on Saturday night for a vigil, the darkness, to remember that Christ died, died for our sins, and then gathered for resurrection morning to celebrate his resurrection from the dead. These things can be yours as well. It's a matter of simple faith. The cross behind me, is a, a Christ is not on the cross. It's a reminder that the cross is empty. He died on the cross. He paid for my sin. He paid for your sin because God loves you so much and that He offers you eternal life and forgiveness for sins today. If you simply will say yes to God and receive Christ as your Savior. As we consider the uh, passages uh, from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that tell us the story, the historical story, the true story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's one of those stories that well this morning I I listened to, I turned on the uh, soundtrack It's the, the recording of I've just seen Jesus. Many of you remember the very famous was done by Lauren L. Harris and Sandy Patty and some more contemporary singers have done. you can get it on YouTube. it's very, very moving. Powerful song where I've just seen Jesus and nothing will ever be the same again. It talks about those first generation that actually saw the Lord Jesus Christ. As we read the Gospels, as the girls read the passage this morning, and and you notice it said they still didn't believe because of joy and amazement. That's a a kind of enigma. They didn't believe because of joy and amazement. They were just so overwhelmed. And from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, another of the New Testament passages that tell the story of the appearance of Jesus to His friends, to the women, to His disciples. In chapter 20, verse 10, the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw the two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they have put him. And she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Miriam, spoke her name. And the minute she heard her name from his lips, she turned. And she cried out in the Aramaic, "Rabani," which means teacher. And Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers. My brothers, go to my brothers. He was fully human and fully God. Go to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. I have just seen Jesus. And she told them these things. And on that evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. And He said, Peace be with you. Shalom. Peace be with you. And after He said this, He showed them His hands and His side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we need to enter into that. I was thinking this morning, I know we got young people with us this morning too. That every one of us here, every one of us here, has has lost a loved one that has died. It may have been a grandparent when you're young, or if you're young, it could be a spouse, a parent, a child, a loved one, a very close friend. We've all grieved the loss of a loved one. I know that I'm sure everyone here at some point in your life, and how old you are, has grieved the loss of somebody that you love dearly. Can you imagine what it would be like to all of a sudden see them again alive? Not a vision, not a dream, but to actually see them standing in front of you to, to, to be as close as I am to Chris. And to be able to to hold them, to touch them, to speak to them, to actually see them alive again. Can you imagine what that would be like? These people saw Jesus die. They knew He was dead. They knew He was dead. There was no doubt about that He was dead. But they saw Him again. They had just seen Jesus. And they are so overwhelmed at first with disbelief, and then with amazement, and then with joy. And as He showed them His hands, and He showed them His side, and they it was Him, there were the wounds, but it was different. He was alive. He has risen. He has risen from the dead. What would it be like? I'd like to ask you if you'd open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. We've been going through the book of Colossians. We skipped this passage because it is the resurrection passage. Past, present, and future resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter three. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You know, the Bible tells us, and this is a a very important principle from Scripture, and that we all experience this. And I told you this morning, you can experience this too. If you've never received Christ through simple faith, you can experience this too. We were raised with Christ. The Bible tells us that when we became a believer, I happen to be a child when I became a believer. Uh, class this morning, Jeremy shared in our class this morning, we talked about this matter, what the world is. And six years ago, he became a believer. So look out over this congregation. I know most of you, um, you have come to Christ at different stages, different places in your life. But when you became a believer, when you've placed your faith in Christ, the Bible tells us, Paul tells us right here, we have been raised with Christ. And when it says here, since then you have been re- raised with Christ, it's not, it's not a condition of maybe. It is you have been raised with Christ. You have been raised with Christ since it is the case. If this be so. If then you were raised. Since you were raised. Set your mind on things above. You know, the Bible tells us that, and this is a mystery, but that God knew me and God knew you in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead, I rose from death to life. Without that resurrection, we have no hope. But I rose from death to life. He tells us in Romans chapter 6, all of you who were baptized, who were placed into Jesus Christ, you were placed into His death, burial, and resurrection. As we celebrate Easter Sunday morning, our focus is on the resurrection of Jesus Christ that He rose from the dead. But friends, our focus also is on you and I have already raised to life on Easter morning over 2,000 years ago because God placed us in Jesus Christ. We were raised on that day. And the amazing power of God, that, that the, the power of God that, and it says that. He didn't just rise from the dead because it was on the schedule. He rose from the dead because the mighty power of God exercised and raised him from death to life. He died. It's a mystery. Where Where was Christ on Saturday? We did a series on that one time on Wednesday night for several weeks. Where was Christ on Saturday? There are different opinions about that. But we do know this. The Bible says he died. And the power of God exercised and brought him back to life and broke the chains of death not only over Jesus Christ but over us as well. Friends, we were raised to life in that powerful event, the Bible tells us, because God knew, God knew that you would place your faith in Christ and you would be part of that resurrection from the dead. Paul says, that if that's the case then, he says, set your mind on things above. Fix your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. This is a, this is a deep discussion. We're going to have a class on the class that Jeremy's teaching. We're going to be talking about this the next several weeks. What does this mean to not be conformed to this world? What does it mean to not set our mind on things? You know, look at, here we are. We're here on earth, right? It's a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. Amen. Don't we deserve this? Yes, we <laughs> We deserve this. If anybody deserves this, we deserve this. After this this winter of rain, we deserve this. It's a beautiful day. We're here on earth. We're in this beautiful building that 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 we are blessed to have that we that we can worship God in and serve God. We drove here today. We had breakfast together. We're going to meet our families today. We're going to enjoy this day. The Mariners won yesterday. I mean, this, you know. (laughs) We're here on earth. How do we set our mind on things above while tomorrow you go back to work, you go to school, you're in your neighborhood, you do your activities, some of you are traveling for the holidays. How do we do that? How do we set our mind on things above while we're here on earth? That's what Paul says. I want to give you another passage, I think, if you just go back a few pages in your Bible to Philippians chapter 4. It's a passage that we read so often with people in times of of, uh, challenge and need where Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication let your request be made known to God. But I want you to notice verse 8. How do you set your mind on things? How do we act like we have been raised with Christ now while we are still here on earth? Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, true, whatever is noble, whatever is right and not wrong, whatever is right, whatever is pure, not polluted, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, not unlovely, whatever is admirable, If there is anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's really not that complicated. Uh, I am not of the opinion, as some are, there's a quite popular book right now I know, that our only option as Christians today is to, is to recluse and to form our own community and cut ourselves off from the world. It's our last hope. I am not of that opinion. I personally believe, as I think the Apostle Paul says, I've not asked you to leave the world. That would not be possible. But we are to live the resurrected life now. We are to live like we're alive to God now. How do we do that? It's not that complicated. How do you set your mind on things above? You do exactly what Paul says here in Philippians. Think about the values of heaven. Think about the all the good that we anticipate where God is purity, loveliness, goodness, justice, righteousness, peace, the fruit of the spirit, all those things that exist where God is, we don't expect to, we don't expect in heaven to, for there to be impurity, unlovely, unrighteousness. But if we set our mind on if we think about those values while we are here on earth and put those into practice, I believe we are doing what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3. We have been risen with Christ. And since you have been risen with Christ, set your mind on things above. He doesn't say set your life in things above. He says set your mind on things above so it will impact your life here on earth for every breath God has given you while you are here on earth. Why? Because on Easter Sunday morning we were raised from the dead and we are to live like that. We are to act like that. I like the one quote from uh, one of the authors, Lightfoot. You must not only seek heaven, you must think heaven. What a way to live. To live your life this week. Thinking of the values of heaven while you are living here on earth. We have been risen. We were raised with Christ, Easter morning, friends, is not only a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, it is a celebration of my resurrection and your resurrection from death to life to God. Amen? It's a wonderful day for us to celebrate. Secondly, I want you to notice the next. Paul goes on to say in the next verse, Colossians 3, chapter uh, 3. For you died. You died, and it's very stark in the Greek. If you look at the Greek translation of this, this is what died. You died. I died on the cross of Calvary. In order for me to be raised on Easter morning, I had to die with Christ, and that's because when He died, He died for me. He took my place. He took my place. Only only a human could take my place on the cross of Calvary. An animal can't can't take my place. Only a human can take the place of a human. But only God can satisfy God's holy anger against sin. This is why the the importance that he was God and he was man is so essential to our Christian faith. You died, he says in verse 3. You died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Our lives are hidden with Christ. Earlier this morning, our young people went out to find uh, eggs, right? Any of you find a golden coin in your egg? Nobody? Eight of you should. Oh, good. Thank you, Tessa. Somebody should have. There are eight of them. If you go out there after church, there might be some out there still. <laughs> I asked the person who gave them to us, "Why wow, you get golden coins. I said, not really gold, but they're golden dollars. You know, they look gold. They're only worth a dollar, not worth pure gold. But still... Uh, they went out there and found these eggs. You know, we're going to do this with our grandkids later on today. I mean, you go find things that are hidden. When we hide things, Easter eggs, we hide them so they can be found. Correct? The whole point is not for us to go out next year on a work day and for us to find, you know. Uh, although that did happen one year. <laughs> that did happen one year. One year on workday, work day, way out there in the corner, uh, digging weeds, I found a little treasure chest and opened it up and there was a dollar in it silver dollar. Um, I found it a year later, after Easter. That wasn't the point. The point is to find them. You don't hide dollars for the pastor, you know, while you're working in the. That's not the point. We hide them to find. But listen, you're you're hidden in Christ. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means we are secure in. Where, where else? Where better place to be hidden? Been hidden in Christ. We are secure in our salvation. We belong to God. And you know, when I think of this, you know, God knows how to take care of what belongs to Him. I know how to take care of what belongs to me. I do the best I can. Uh, We're going to Israel in a in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, we really are. I'm getting kind of excited about that. Till now, it's been a lot of thinking about all this stuff. Um, taking 60 people to Israel, you're gonna do a lot of babysitting, right? <laughs> we're going to Israel, and all of a sudden it kind of dawned on me after all the getting preparations and everything we've been doing stuff. This last few days, I've been thinking, we're going to Israel. <laughs> That's good, right? That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. We're gonna go to the to the Garden Tomb, and we're gonna we're gonna see these places. We're gonna go to Golgotha. And we're going to have communion at the Garden Tomb. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. And um, and, and and we're going there. And, and I got some documents that I and some things I have to take with me that are really important. So I've hidden them. And I'm being broadcast, you know, on our internet right now. So I'm not going to tell you where I hid them because I hid them. So I and then I wrote myself a note and put on my desk to remind me where I hid them. Okay. <laughs> Because they got to go with me. They are. I know how to take care of that stuff. God knows how to take care of what belongs to Him. You know, we're praying for people right now. Our dear brother Sam. Barb texted me yesterday or last other night, and I talked to her, and all of a sudden, things are really not going well. Our brother Kurt Olson, 48 years old, down at uh, been taking chemo this week. The first round of chemo didn't go so well. He's taking a whole new round. Um, yeah, these are challenging things. God knows how to take care of what belongs to Him. And when all is said and done, we are hidden, says right here, because of Easter morning, we have been hidden. 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 With Christ. In God. You died. You're now hidden. These are perfect tense verbs. The, this, the tense here means... This happened in the past, but the effect is still going on in the future. I died at Calvary. I rose Easter morning, and I've been hidden in God since then. Even before I was born, God knew me. You too could be hidden with Christ in God. Easter morning, we've been raised with Christ. We have been hidden. Hidden into God's care. Hidden with Christ in God. That leads us to the next and the final point here in this passage here. Oops, this thing's really touchy. The future. Notice that he says here in verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Amen? Risen with Christ. Hidden with Christ. In my future. And I don't deserve this. Nobody knows better than me that I don't deserve it. No one has to convince me of this. But my future is when Christ appears in glory. And we could talk about some different understandings of this. Is this the rapture? Is this when He returns in glory for all the world to see? We could have some discussions about this. But the point is that there's a time coming where Christ is going to appear once again. We've just seen Jesus. He appeared on Resurrection Sunday. He was there. He showed them His hands. He showed them His side. He looked in their eyes. He spoke with them. He walked with them. He said, do you have something to eat? And He ate with them. We'll stand on the Sea of Galilee up north of Capernaum and we'll stand there on the shore where Jesus stood there with Peter and the rest of the people were gone and He says, Peter, do you love Me? And He had this conversation just between Him and Peter. He appeared. It was Him. The Bible says He is going to appear again. And when He does, we are going to appear with Him. I love this quote from Oswald Chambers. Eternal life. Eternal life is not a gift from God. It is the gift of God. And if you read that in its context, if you'd like to, I could give you the page on the date the, date the is from. His point here is, his point here when he says that, That it's a gift of God. What his point is, it's God's very life that has been given to you. Isn't that what it says? You've been hidden in God. You've been hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our very life. Listen, friends, God gave you children here this morning. As I look around and see your faces, and I know most of you, and I know many of you have accepted Christ as Savior already. God has given you Himself eternal life. It is not just a gift from God. It is the gift of God Himself given to us because of Easter morning. Because we have been raised with Christ. We have been hidden in Christ. We have been given God's eternal life through Christ. All because of Easter morning, resurrection day. Amen? Hallelujah! We have been risen with Christ. We are hidden with Christ. And we are given God's life. And we will appear with Him again. And when we appear with Christ, we are going to appear. I can't tell you what it's going to be. John says, Little children, in his first epistle, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we do know this. When we see Him, we will be like Him. It was Him. Right? They recognized His face. He ate with them. He walked with them. He prayed. He was there 40 days with them. I'm sure they sang together again. The Psalms from from the book of Psalms. It was him. But it was different. He walked through a room, right? He left them and went to heaven. He appeared on the road to Emmaus and then he was gone. It was different, but it was him. And friends, the essence and the heart and soul of our faith as Christians, this is when I gather around a graveside with brothers and sisters and we commit a a loved one to the ground in the the casket, then I remind them, this is the time that we affirm the essence of our Christian faith. We believe in the resurrection and that it will be me and it will be you, but it will be different. But I'm going to know you and you're going to know me, but it's going to be different. Can you imagine what it's going to be like Do you realize on that wonderful day, there are people who are part of your family's story of faith that you never met because they were long gone before you were born? Are you going to meet them? Do you really believe we're going to be together again? Do you really believe that? Because of Easter Sunday morning. That loved one you were thinking of earlier that I asked you to think about. You will be with them again. It's really going to happen. The resurrection is really going to happen and experience reality for each of us. The template for the resurrection body has already been given in Jesus Christ. Listen, friends. Easter Sunday morning. On that day over 2,000 years ago, I was raised with Christ. I don't fully grasp it, but the Bible tells me that's true, and I believe it. And today my life is hidden with Christ in God. I am secure in God's love. I am secure. Whether I deserve it or not, that's what grace is all about. I am secure. Nobody can take me out of that. I am secure. Because I'm hidden. I am hidden away with Christ, in God. And when Christ appears, whether I deserve it or not, I'm going to appear with Christ. And so are you. Hallelujah is right. You know, we bear an image. You come to my house. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I have a friend here, Jim Fender. and up here visiting from uh, Colorado. I haven't seen Jim. He... Down here for breakfast this morning, went over and thought they were friends of Rob Fowler because they were sitting with Rob. Rob's a friendly guy, if I invited him, and he said, no, they're, you know, they're, I think they're friends of yours, you know. And, uh, cause Jim, Jim says, you don't recognize me, do you? He shouldn't recognize me because the last time I saw Jim was in 1974. I had hair. I had about as much hair as Rachel. In fact, I did have as much hair as Rachel. It was the 70s, right? And I had a Fu Manchu mustache. Yeah, you remember that? You don't remember that. <laughs> you do remember that. Okay. That's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he still remembered me. And he he began to... And then, yeah, then he... Yeah. We, but I remembered his car. I remember he had a Plymouth Fury. He forgot that. But... uh <laughs> Listen, you come to my house, I say all that to say this, you come to my house, there's a picture of my house. It's, yeah, it's on the wall. And about 30 years ago, when people come into my house, they look at that picture, it's an old frame, they look at that and say, is that you? You know, like the kind you go to and you get an old style looking picture, you know? And they say, Because I had a mustache, I had a little bit of hair coming down here. I was younger, my face was a little thinner, but you know, that's still, right? Okay. And they look at that and say, is that you? I say, no, that's my grandfather. Azaria Shamaria. <laughs> yeah, it's really his name, Azaria Shamaria. He died not long after that picture was taken, so I never met him. He died in the island of Rhodes, and they wore the Turkish fez because they were off the coast of Turkey, and they traded with the Turks in their business and so on. Two generations later, I bear this. I used to bear this resemblance to him. My brother looks like my dad. I look at my children and I see resemblance. I look at trainer's kids and I see resemblance to his parents and the Don's family. I know. I know them both pretty well. Some of them really, really well. I look around and I've known generations in this church and we see family resemblance, right? We see family resemblance. Children, how many times has someone said to you, you look like your mom, you look like your dad, you look like your grandpa, right? We bear a resemblance in our family. I want to ask you this morning, who are we to bear a resemblance to? God has asked us, and we'll close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 I suggest two things for you today. We've read the gospel accounts. I'd like to suggest to you that you take some time today and read 1 Corinthians 15. It is the resurrection chapter in the New Testament. It is all about resurrection. And it ends with the story of our being gathered to Him. As in this passage, in 1 Corinthians 15 the Apostle Paul says this in verse 49 before he gets into the story of the rapture and the coming resurrection. In verse 49, And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, that is Adam, we were all born in Adam and Eve's likeness. We are all born in their likeness because they were the first created humans. God created them. So shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven, the second Adam, Jesus Christ. Paul says here, look at just as today I look like Adam. I may not have all his face or features, but in generally I look like Adam, and you look like Adam or Eve. And Paul says here, We shall bear the image of Christ. We will look like him. What did he look like? The reason I chose this picture is I don't like necessarily to show a picture of his face because I don't want that to stick. I don't know what his face looked like, but I kind of got an idea what his hands probably looked like. They probably looked like our hands, except with the wounds in them. Whose image? Because Paul then tells us also in Corinthians that we are to look at the image of Christ we are to think of things in heaven. We are to read his story in the Bible. And then we are to reflect to our world today, Jesus Christ. I me ask you, friends, whose image do you bear? Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ? Tomorrow, in your home, with your own family, those who live closest to you, Place where you go to work. In your neighborhood, when you're out working in your yard. When you're at the store. When you're traveling on the airplane or driving, for those of you going back home somewhere else. When you're at school. When you're with your friends. Who do they see? Do they just see Jim Shamaria? Grandson of Azaria Shamaria? Is that all they see? Or do they see the suffering, servant, compassionate, loving hands of Jesus Christ? I don't know what His face looked like, but i got a good idea what His hands looked like. And do my hands look like His hands? When He touched in compassion and healed, when he broke the bread, when he spoke, when he washed their feet. Do my hands look like his hands? Because I just look like my grandfather. Who do you look like? Who do you want to look like? Apostle Paul says, set your mind on things above, not on just the things of the earth. Because if we set our mind on things above, then we will have the hands of Jesus on earth because they will be reflected and every day will be resurrection day that people can see in us the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Resurrection Sunday. Past, present, future. God has called us to be with Him. We're going to close our service today with a wonderful song. Hasn't all the music been great today? I tell you, one thing about Easter, don't you love the music? Would wouldn't that just be terrible to come and just listen to me? Don't you love the music? And we're going to close. Come on, guys. We have a wonderful song that... Uh, this doesn't thrill your heart. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, This is a beautiful song. I want you to sing it like it's Easter Sunday morning and you have been risen from the dead. You have been hidden with Christ. And you are going to appear with Christ. And friend, if that's not your story, it can be your story today. Through simple faith in a God who loves you so much that He came and died for you. Lead us in our song, guys. Hallelujah. He is risen. risen. Thank you so much.